behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. Welcome everybody back on in. We're finally back. Uh, Wrestling Wars podcast, place where we don't start off with 15 minutes of ads. We don't sit here and start off with 15 minutes of inside comedy between one another that only we think is funny. We're going to get right into the news, right into the content. Um, real quick, real, apo- real quick apology for a Going missing on you guys for a while. You know, life happens, and uh, we wanted to make this show the best it could possibly be. There was technological issues. There was life issues. There was just a little bit of everything. But we're back, and we're looking forward to going forwards with better mastering, better experience for all of you, better everything. Um, We are going to start off, jump right into it with, right now, I think for the listener base of this show – uh, the biggest story that's going on in wrestling right now, which is um, the formation of AEW uh, with, between the being the elite crew. Now, for this, me and my usual co-host, KB, who is back with us, um, we wanted to – we have a bit of a, a more, shall we say, cold reaction to most of the news. And it's not because either one of us are um, – you know, big like WWE zombies or zealots. It's just because we have we're very skeptical because we've seen this so many times, and um, that's been the issue. And to me, I am I have a very high standard for what I expect from the news and for what I want to see out of this before I take it seriously, because precisely because I want there to be a standard and a strong number two. That's why I was always so hard and so angry about TNA all the time was because. It's not because I don't want there to be a number two. It's not because I'm hating on them. It's because I do want there to be a strong number two. I do want there to be another option for us to watch uh, in prime time. I do want there to be another option for the guys to go work and and make more money. And so that is why I hold a high standard for what I need to see from somebody to think that they're a serious number two. Um, Rejoining us is our usual co-host, the man of 65,000 matches, He's the main writer for KB Wrestling Reviews, and he is a writer for WrestlingRooms.net as well. Uh, my main man, KB. Yes, sir. He is back. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Rip Roaring. Goddamn. You and fucking Ric Flair, top two promos of uh, all time. Also Ooh. joining us is going to be our ray of positive sunshine. We wanted to bring in a different perspective, a positive perspective. Someone who's very steeped in um, is an old school ACW ECW fan um, and is really pumped about this. Loves New Japan, loves the Indies, loves being the elite. Um, I see her all the time at the uh, the NXT spot shows. Really good buddy of mine, uh, Miss Angie. Welcome to the show. Hi guys. Very, very nice. See, we're already back and we have a girl with us, you guys. And we're already <laughs> like upgrading big time. Um, so before myself and KB. Uh, come crashing down. You go ahead and you give us your perspective on on the announcement, the crew running the show, the pep rally that they had, just everything that's happened so far. Go ahead and go ahead and give us how you feel and and what I'm sure our listeners will, will love to hear. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm super stoked about this. I really am. Um, and I think it's important first of all to say that. For me, um, comparing WWE to other promotions is like apples and oranges. So I don't really look at it as, you know, there's WWE, the number one, and everyone else is, you know, two or three or indies or whatever. So I get super excited about these smaller promotions um, that do some different things. So I'm really excited about this and the possibilities. I think that um, 
the guys that they have gotten together so far, the what 10 or 12 guys that they've announced for the roster, I think they have gotten phenomenal talent. Um, they have some dollars behind it, um, some backing, some TV deals that they're being worked out. So I really think so far, just with the beginning of this, I feel really um, optimistic and I'm encouraged by it. So I'm excited to see the kind of stuff that they're going to put out. What about you, KB? What is uh, what's your what's your reservation? Where where, where are you at on this? Because I know we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, you tell uh, me how you feel. I'm gonna go with cautious optimism. Uh, like you, I'm. Uh, I do want to see more wrestling out there. Like you said, it's the more places like this, the more money for the rosters. The more, uh, I mean, if you get uh, into a bidding war over talent with two companies, that's a lot more money, a lot more prestige. Because then, you know, their value is instantly going up if more companies want them. Uh, now the other thing that, as Angie said, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what exactly does AEW want to do? Uh, are they going to try to go after WWE? Are they going to try to be the king of the Indies and just top places like ring of honor and PWG and place and TNA and places like that? Uh, you could go either way with it. We don't really know much about it yet. We know some of the roster, but their first show isn't going to be until after WrestleMania. That's quite a ways off, and I'm I'm hoping that they can maintain the momentum that they have now because with four months between that rally, which was good and brought in some good names and some very big surprises with Jericho being the A-list of all talents they're going to be able to get for now, uh, uh, I'm just hoping they can maintain this momentum because f- to, for, to get all the way to May is a long time. Uh, but they they have they seem to have some pieces in place and they seem to have all the motivation you could need. Uh, having a hundred million dollars behind it doesn't hurt either. So my thing, right off the bat, everybody's. I mean, I'm out here. I'm seeing people saying, "Oh, this you know the WWE's days are numbered and the, the WWE's gonna die. They're gonna collapse." I'm like, bro, they can't even put on the Survivor Series right now. Like they don't <laughs> like. The thing I said from the beginning when everybody started freaking out about this was come talk to me when they have TV. Now, I know that there's a lot of fans out there that are listening to this right now that are screaming at their their car car dash during their commute or their TV screen while they're playing video games or whatever they're doing while they listen to this show. They're screaming. But NorCal, Jim Ross said that they have TV deals almost done. Chris Jericho said they have TVs almost deals almost done. They, they have them on the table. They're working on it. Well, guess what? Working on it isn't have it. Working on it isn't a channel and a time. Working on it isn't going to pay the bills. So I just want to see a full roster. I just want to see a TV deal. That's all I want to see. People are coming out of the woodwork ready to. Oh, you just you just love the WWE. You just you're just afraid. You're just that. No, but there's nothing. Honestly, in this day and age, and in any day and age since wrestling became televised, if you don't have TV, you don't have fucking anything. There's nothing to even talk about. That's how I feel. What Angie is your level of faith in what they're doing as far as the TV deals and the progress that they made? Because you, we've talked before. You seem yes. you seem to feel like I was being unfair with those expectations right off the bat. I think, well, and again, it, it, you know, there's different things for different fans. TV is not the most important thing for me. Like I am, would be more excited to go to a live show, um, and just enjoy that than necessarily sit down and watch TV. But with that being said, I think that they're doing it smart. Now, KB kind of alluded to this, that it's, you know, we have a couple months until their first show. In my mind, that gives a good timeline to kind of secure up one of those TV deals um, also, I mean, not that he's the biggest name there, but, you know, they're kind of waiting on Marty Skrull's ROH contract to expire as well, which I think kind of coincides May, June, something like that, um, for him to get there as well for the, are, elite, you, are you pretty confident you know, that, that that's gonna, that he's headed over there? I am. That's pretty big, big get for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think, I think they're, they're kind of waiting on that as well. Um, so really 
if if everything falls in place as I'm expecting or hoping that it will, there will be a TV deal in place for uh, to start up after the big show. The first show, you know, is kind of like all in part two, double or nothing. So that's the big hype right now. Let's focus on that. Let's get that going. Let's keep the momentum out there, and then let's settle into the weekly or whatever TV deal after that. So in my mind, the timeline works out. Uh, so I kind of feel like that's the direction they're going. Do you so? Let's just say doomsday scenario. Um, what if they? So one, what is your in your mind? What what is the goal of of this? Do, would you, are you want it to be a an alternative? Like this is just a different thing, or do, are you looking for them to be a number two competitive? And also, if they end up not getting a TV show, what right. ends up being your expectation for what this becomes going forward? I think. My expectation for that group of guys, and I'm a huge fan of the elite, my expectation is just let's put on some good wrestling shows. If they're going to be televised, that's awesome. If they're not and it's going to be a smaller scale, that's awesome too. Like, I'm not looking for anyone to put – like, I watch WWE – not my favorite company, but of course I watch it. Like I don't want anyone, I don't want any wrestling company to go out of business. Um, there should be lots of different alternatives. If you're a wrestling fan, then you want to see lots of different things. I mean, hell, I, I love deathmatch tournaments. You know, I'm going to, I'll go to, a, I'm going to, you know, tournament of death. I go there every year. Let me check that out. But I'm also just as content sitting down watching, you know, Savage Steamboat six times in a row. So it's, you know. Um, my taste in wrestling is all over the place, and I think that the more options that wrestling fans have for good wrestling, whatever that may mean to you, is better for the business. So KB, uh, what do you think, man? TV TV is a primary concern. I think what we're getting to here is some of the more excited fans um, are maybe have a different expectation or a different goal in mind in their minds than, than me and KB do. So, KB, what, what do you think, man? What, what, what's your expectation for this? What do you need to see next? Well, with TV, uh, I'm more uh, uh, I'm more towards Angie than you. It If they want to be, like, the number two company, yes, they absolutely have to have TV. And it has to be good TV, not Pursuit Channel, but, like, <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get Spike or, or Paramount Network or anything like that again. But they need to have something where the masses can actually see it. At the same time, though... There is a wonderful invention called YouTube, where if they can't get a TV deal, it's not optimal and it won't bring them in as much money, but it is a way, an easy way for the masses to see the shows even until they get a TV deal. Because then you have a TV show you can present to networks and say, this is what we can do without uh, a big TV contract and imagine what we could do with more money and resources to this. Uh, they don't, I don't think they need it immediately. If they can announce one at double or nothing, that's great. Uh, if they don't have it, it's not the end of the world. Be- I mean, look no, at, fuck uh, that. It's the world. It's the end of the world. <laughs> but, like, look at ring of honor, which doesn't even have a national TV deal. But that's they, the thing though. Do we want this? See, that's, that's where we differ. I think yeah. Angie, I think she'd be happy with something like ring of honor. If that's mm-hmm. what it ended up being. I'm fucking not. We have Ring of Honor. We have Impact. We have all that. No, I want something else that can pay the guys and give us an alternative that's on national TV so where we have a choice so we can press WWE, stop being a bunch of fuckwads. That's what I want. But I think that people who have a more positive view of this are fine with it being another Ring of Honor, another uh, Impact. Would you say that's accurate, Angie? Yeah, I think to to some degree, yes. Um, for me, Ring of Honor is my favorite promotion right now, has been since ECW's doors closed. Um, I don't want it to be a clone of Ring of Honor. Like you said, Like I love Ring of Honor, and, and I want it to be its own thing. Um, but there is an opportunity here to kind of do a spinoff, something sort of like that. Um, the YouTube thing that KB brought up is huge. I mean, you ever watch being the elite, like those guys are King of YouTube. They have put together, um, a fantastic little show and, you know, tons of followers. So I think that, you know, the, the fan base is there and clearly not the casual fan base that WWE brings in weekly, you know, to all their shows, but there is a solid large amount of wrestling fans that are already, you know, clued in to what these guys are about and what it is that they're going to do. So, you know, I, 
I don't know. I, I think that the TV deal will come, um, especially if they can present some good shows and, and show us and, you know, put on some good shows, whether it's YouTube channel, whether it's just word of mouth from live shows. You know, I, I think I think this is going to take off. I really do. I don't know to the extent that you want it to be, you, you know, with calling it the solid number two or however you want to word it. Uh, but I guess time will tell. Ah, see, you even you have doubts. It's down <laughs> deep inside. Um, I guess to to the biggest um, thing we can kind of round this segment off is what's going to happen with uh, Kenny Omega. That's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. That's that's a huge get. And I was uh, a couple weeks ago convinced he was going AEW. I'm not so convinced now. I think uh, I think the chances of him. Going to WWE, staying in New Japan, um, hooking back up with the Elite. I think all three of those options are pretty much equal right about now. From that was I've that read. was my thing is that if if there was no hesitation, then if you're AEW, if you're just now getting this thing rolling and kind of your 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 claim to fame as as of this point, the best thing you've been able to do is generate positive buzz. Why? How would how could you not? How could you hold that close to the best? You know if you knew he was coming. Um, so that makes me think that there is hesitation that, that because there's been all sorts of reports out online that they, that the WWE has offered him, you know, the pyramids basically. Um, <laughs> and I think if there wasn't any hesitation on his part, that it would be out there that he was on the way. So yeah, what are they, what are they waiting for? If they, if they have Omega, who is the, the king of, He's he's probably the most popular non uh, non WWE wrestler, or at least the most hyped. Why wouldn't you announce him somewhere? Why wouldn't you have had him at that press conference? Well, again, again, we're we're probably having people scr- screaming at their screaming at their take decks uh, moment here. I I think and Angie probably knows the answer to this. I think his contract is is till January thirty first. I think that's correct. I think yeah, he's I think yeah, I he's still bound by contract, so, so there's you no can't way really. But to me, if AEW knew it was going to happen, I if they knew, I think we would know. I don't think that they would announce it, but I think if they knew that we would know. Because if you remember when Nakamura came over, when the club came over, when those guys came over, it was their contracts weren't expired, but everybody knew. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And especially with somebody who's like as big of a deal as Omega, as much as it might. Confuse me as to why it is such a big deal. It's a personal preference. Um, <laughs> oh. I, had to, <laughs> I had to needle you a little bit. Um, somebody who's that big of a deal, if it was going to happen, it feels like we would know. And so that makes me think that there is some real hesitation going on here. So, um, And I guess that's both of your guys' guesses as well, that we, we just really don't know. And it could be, it could be equal parts right now. Yeah. I'll believe it. Uh, I'll believe that he's not with WWE two days after the Royal Rumble's over. Uh, th- th- I mean, th- th- well, the Rumble, he would still be under contract. Oh, that's true. He would be. Uh, so say by the time we roll into WrestleMania season, because if if you're going to have Omega, you're going to debut. If I cannot imagine he goes to NXT. Um, no, oh, no, 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 absolutely not. No. Uh, he if he's going to be you would debut him around WrestleMania season, if not at WrestleMania, his first match at least. Well, if he was going to go to NXT, take over before WrestleMania would be the, yeah. would be yeah. the place for it, for it to or go just down. Or like, have him sitting in the crowd, do that sitting in the crowd shot. Well, no, he ain't going sit, to be sitting in the crowd. He'll be like, uh, somebody recently didn't do that. They just popped out of nowhere. I think it was um, Red Dragon, wasn't it? They didn't uh-huh. do the they sitting in the out. crowd yeah, spot. They, they just, yeah, they just came mentioned. out of nowhere. And cold, right. And cold cocked the shit out of uh, McIntyre. So yeah, that might be – Um, I, I don't know. I don't think – I think they'll do something more creative with, with Omega. And he probably won't go so. to NXT. He, um, he's got enough hype you have to do that. If, if they'll put if they'll put Cole and uh, and uh, Red Dragon in the in the ring first, they'll do it with Omega because Omega is a bigger deal than, they, than those three are. I, we can agree on that. Yeah. Um, So – I guess there's there's different views of what we want um, and see for uh, AEW, and I guess depending on that is how much is your level of uh, your level of positivity on this. Unless you're a moron, which there are plenty of, when there's there's people who really do say this is going to put WWE out of business, 
<laughs> without them even having a TV deal yet. And I'm like, how can you even what? But who um, wants that? Who wants that? If you're a wrestler, there's a lot of people out there who want that. Yeah, because they're no. fucking dipshits. <laughs> there, there are people who, for some reason, think WWE is the worst thing to ever happen to wrestling. Because why would you possibly want to have a promotion that says, "Yes, you can get a billion dollar contract to be on Fox"? Why would you ever want that as a possible end goal? This is um, people who want to make themselves feel smart. Well. We all feel smarter for having talked to you, Ms. Angie, and we're very thankful that you joined us today. Thank you Thank for your you for input. Thank <laughs> And with all this exciting AEW news, there's been a lot of news lately about people uh, supposedly begging for the releases, asking for the releases, wanting to jump ship, or at least that's what people are assuming that they want to do is jump ship. Um, the two foremost names that have been involved in this have been the Revival and Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett. Um, there's there's a little bit more of an add-on that's developed with uh, the second pairing right there. Uh, but what what do we think? What, what do you think of uh, the revival trying to trying to move on? Honestly, uh, I was there the night they debuted on the main roster, and I was incredibly excited. It's been downhill since then. Uh, I don't understand why. W- I, I get why WWE doesn't have the time to dedicate to let Revival have the matches they have. Their best strength is like the big 15-minute NWA-style tag match, and you don't do that on Raw, but I don't buy that a team like Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are suddenly a better option than Revival. If that's the case, why are you developing these teams in NXT when you're just going to bring them up and have them go to... And just have them go, go, uh, have them put over a team that you threw together three months ago, or however long it's been with Rude and Gable. And why, why even bring them up if you can't? You just do utilize them the way that you want, or in the way that they thrive in. You can't use them that way. You, they're not really built for the kind of talky like main roster storylines that you do. Just why even? I mean, and I think Triple H kind of addressed this. There was a, a post conference that he had after NXT UK Takeover where he talked about how they're beginning to look at the main roster versus NXT and NXT UK as like different territories that are under the WWE umbrella. Kind of like territories used to be under the uniting banner of the NWA. They're beginning to look at NXT and NXT UK as territories that are under the WWE banner. Now, you know, whatever. That's lip service until we start seeing some bigger stars actually move to NXT, NXT UK. Um... But I think that's part of where that might be headed, is that why utilize people in places that they cannot utilize their, their best traits and the things that they're good at? So if you've got people who are better, you know, long rate, long, longer matches, longer work, less on the promo, less on the funny shit, um, then you can put them in a place like NXT or NXT UK, and you can... Put that in a light where like it's not it's not that they're not being used on the main show, so to speak. It's we're putting you in a territory where you can utilize your best traits better for us. And I, I hope that that's why he kind of spoke up about that. And I hope that's the direction we see them take. Um, on the other hand, whew, Revival versus Young Bucks. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a Bucks fan, but my goodness, that sounds good. I'm not I'm not a, a fan of all the silly shit, but I also recognize they have a lot of talent, and a lot of ability to put on to do some awesome stuff, and especially yeah. to do some awesome awesome stuff with the revival. And the revival would fit right in in a place where they've you know there's been rumors and been talk that they would track wins and losses, and it would be like a true sports presentation. Uh, so that would fit right in with the revival's real uh, gritty old school NWA style. Yeah. Yeah, um, that that would work quite well. The Bucks can do great things. The Japanese version of the Bucks is far better than the Super Kick parties and you know Call Uncle Dave and such like that. Uh, putting them in a putting the revival in a place where it's built more like a sport again, like the old school NWA, where cause the revival would have fit in perfectly with the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, people like that. Uh, putting them in a place where it's more realistic and down to earth would work very well. Um, now, that being said, there's also the issue of WWE very well could just have 
the Revival and anyone else sit at home for the duration of their contracts. And if that's the case, I know a lot of people are going to be high on Revival versus the Bucks, but how high are they going to be if it's, you know, two years from now? I don't know yeah. how long the Revival's contracts yeah. have left, but that's that's a very effective way to kill off whatever they have. Because WWE is not going to die if the Revival goes, but they have no, there's no incentive for WWE to let the Revival go. When they can just, WWE has more than enough money to send them a paycheck and say, enjoy sitting at home. Absolutely. Um, the other pairing, and this has since been been updated. Well, I don't know about updated, but disputed. And why would you not dispute it if this was going on and you didn't really want people to know? So a report came out um, that Mike Bennett and Maria Canellas had, had requested their release. Uh, to which there, there's two sides to this that I want that I want to cover here. The one is. Maria has since uh, disputed this and said that's not true at all. Uh, so I, I'm going to take her word on it until we see otherwise, which her word on it makes sense to me because – and I saw people online. I saw people sitting there talking about, oh, well, thank goodness because the WWE uh, fucked over Mike Bennett so much. They, they, they fucked those guys over. I'm like, are you? Do you know anything? Mike Bennett, and I, don't, I say this with all due respect, and, and, and I don't mean to – I'm not trying to shit on people who have uh, you know, substance abuse issues, but Mike Bennett showed up addicted to drugs, man. Like couldn't be relied upon, couldn't – and they put him through a very extensive and very expensive rehab to get him cleaned out and get him sober. And he's expressed gratitude for that many, many times. Right after that, Maria was getting ready to have the baby. And then they were off TV and off the road when Maria had the baby. And they kept getting paid. So the WWE has paid for a very expensive rehab for him to save his life, possibly. And then paid them to be at home with the baby and have gotten zero in return from him. And I'm not, yeah. I don't mean that it's like on purpose. I know that these are things that have to be dealt with. I'm not saying he's he's taking advantage of them, but but the at the end of the day, the numbers are the numbers. They've paid all this money to help them and to possibly save his life through rehab, and he has done almost nothing for them. So saying that they fucked Mike Bennett over, what are you what? Yeah, um uh, you can get into the conspiracy theories of whether or not Maria, of whether or not the the two of them signed with WWE so they could have the baby, get the nice WWE paychecks, get him into rehab or whatever. And if they did, and they're managing to get away with it, well done. Have you heard, uh, have you seen that somewhere? Oh Is yeah, he, that's been a really. really I haven't seen oh, that. Yeah. Oh my! That <laughs> they signed with the full intention of WWE will pay for rehab. And they will get some rather nice checks to pay for the baby and still be signed for WWE. Um, that's been a theory I've seen multiple places. Well, I don't you know can, if I you can tell whoever said that that they're a fucking moron because yeah. that. Come on. I don't know if I, I was gonna say, I don't know if how well I subscribe to that yeah. theory. If that is what they did, it's brilliant of them. Yeah. Uh, and has worked very well because they can go straight back to the in, they can go back to the indies whenever where they're. Bennett's a better fit there anyway. Uh, he hasn't really, I mean, when your gimmick is the power of love, even though it's a very catchy song, you can only get uh, so far on the main roster anyway. Um, Bennett was doing well enough down in uh, down on 205 Live. Uh, other than that, he's been on main event and just occasionally jobbing on SmackDown every few months. Uh, Maria, Maria can't be the character that works so well for her in Ring of Honor. Uh, they you won't think? Look, she, yeah, she won't be uh, – they're not going to let her be that mean or wear the outfits that made it work as well as it did. It uh, worked It worked rather well. Yes, it did. Yeah. And I'm very glad my wife's not here because she would be glaring at me right now. Mm. Um, but uh, um, you have – like they're not incredibly valuable to WWE. They would be more valuable on the indie scene somewhere with like a new version of the kingdom. But – Again, WWE is just like the revival. They're under no obligation 
to get rid of those two. And I don't know why. There's no reason for WWE to let them go when they can just pay them to sit at home with the baby now. Um, I mean, I don't... WWE didn't screw Bennett over in any way, though. They gave him an opportunity. I again, I don't, I don't believe that they that WWE that that they signed with WWE just to get everything out of it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they weren't complaining when that was an option, because that makes life a lot easier. But uh, th- th- to say they screwed them over, no, that doesn't that doesn't work. There's only so much you can do when they they debuted at um, Money in the Bank. Uh, 2017, and then that's less than two years ago, and Maria was gone for over a year with the baby. Uh, there's only so much you're going to be able to get out of them anyway, and I don't, I can't, you can't really say WWE screwed them over in any way. Yeah, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. Something that oh, <laughs> here we go, let's go. I would, I, I hope I can splice in some Bobby Heenan, and you know how he <laughs> used to say that. Um, speaking of ridiculous. A lot of people have found our next topic ridiculous or have had, in my opinion, ridiculous reactions to it. Many of you listening to this are, are deep into the into the, 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 the underground, you know, the more social media-based uh, wrestling game. You're aware of the indies. You're aware of things that go viral, mm-hmm. uh, which might be a, a poor choice of words considering our next topic. So... I'm sure you've all seen the video. I'm sure you've all have blabbed it all over social media in one place or another. Me and KB are going to go ahead and tackle words that I never thought I would speak on my podcast. The Priscilla Kelly tampon spot. So, what, with what I'm about to say next, and if you guys have been longtime listeners of the show, you understand where I'm, where I'm, what I'm about to say. But let me just break it down. So there's two different branches to what I'm about to say. There's my personal feelings, my personal preference, and then what is right in the big picture. My personal preference, what is right in the big picture. Two different things. Let me clarify that to begin. My personal preference is that I do not need... First, let's... If somehow, some way, there is anybody in the Venn diagram of Earth that is listening to this show but has not managed to see this, which I cannot believe that would be a thing, but if you're listening to a, a 93rd tier wrestling podcast that you found on the internet, but you have not seen this video, but we'll lay it out there. During a indie show, indie match, no holds barred match between Priscilla Kelly and her rival, um, I, the other girl's name, I forget right at the moment. Um, Priscilla Kelly reached into the front of her trunks and pulled out a tampon. And that appeared, that was made to look like it was used and shoved it in her opponent's mouth. All right, now that I've let, let that simmer for just a second. So... <clears throat> Let me clarify that it was it has been since clarified. I'm obviously it was in like a plastic baggie in her trunks. It was just made to appear as if it had been used. She did not actually pull this implement from her lady parts. That is not that did not happen. It was a it was a gimmicked gimmicked tampon. And the 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 other wrestler was a totally willing participant in the spot. So it's not First of all, it's not really as brutal as people make it out here. So my personal, personal preference is I do not need anything. I don't need it. I don't need anything like that in my wrestling. I don't need a sweaty sock from underneath Mick Foley's balls. I don't need poop falling out of the sky to land on the Spirit Squad against DX. Uh, I don't need, I definitely don't need Mae Young giving birth to a hand. I don't need any of these things in my wrestling. I would prefer not. I'm not buying a ticket for that. I'm not watching for that. It's not what I'm here to, to see in my wrestling. That said, that said, it was gimmicked. There's been things ten times worse in wrestling. Right there on 
the biggest national TV show, you know, the biggest company in the world did stuff that was that was worse than this. Um, especially with the fact that it was gimmicked. There was never anything gimmicked or fake about Rikishi smashing his sweaty ass onto the face of other people. There was nothing gimmicked about that. There was nothing gimmicked about, you know, the blade jobs that have been done and people bleeding all over each other. Um, so I don't, I don't see how you could give a pass to Rikishi putting his sweaty anal gland into people's faces, but then get mad because of a simulated, a worked supposed tampon being used. I just don't, it doesn't move the needle like that for me. And there's people, you know, talking like she should be boiled in oil and have her fat sold for soap. It's just not, wasn't that serious to me. KB, um, you've well, seen pretty much every wrestling match that's ever fucking happened. So uh, give us some perspective. 60,000 now and counting. Um, uh, well, I would be one of the people who actually didn't see this because I saw the description. And I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm very similar to you in that I don't need to see this. I, uh, it's one of those things where you see the description and you're like, you know what? I'm good. The, the, the description stands for itself. Um, one of her defenses was that it was at a, a 21 and over show. And uh, so it's an it's adult oriented and such. That doesn't mean it's still something that needs to be done. It, this she claims it wasn't for shock value or anything. Then what the well, what heck the fuck was, was it for then? <laughs> yeah, um, just if this is the best she can come up with, she's around the level of the ultra violent deathmatch wrestlers with no real without the real skill to make this work. Uh, I do not think it's some horrible, terrible thing. It's just stupid. Well, it's, that it was stupid, and, and the reaction to it, like her defense of it to me was stupid. Like, yeah, just embrace. She's like, you know, it's you know, wrestling's fake, right? Like, what's I'm like, why do you got to say that? Just be, you know, I'm a fucking shitty. I'm a motherfucking heel. I'm a fucking bitch. I'm a I'm the nastiest bitch, and fuck yeah, I did it. Like, right. why not just just go with it and work and work the gimmick? Like, I don't right. Yeah, why do you gotta say what, wrestling's fake and say it was just, it wasn't for like? Why do you gotta it wasn't for shock value. Wrestling's fake. Yes, it fucking was. And you're yeah, a heel, the, so just fucking be a heel and be like, fuck yeah, fuck that bitch. For like you said, <laughs> what was it for then? Uh, just uh, what? What else was that supposed to be for? Like, I get it. It's. I mean, we live in a world where Joey Ryan and his penis have won tag team titles. It's shock value is certainly a thing, and yeah, of course that's what this was. It's stupid. It's not something that I need to see. I can see what I consider more entertaining wrestling almost anywhere. Uh, as far as the um, as far as the comparing it to the other stuff, for one thing, it's it's such a different time now, uh, where a lot more stuff has gotten a lot more. I guess the word would be safe. Um, and this is back in Sanitary. the nineties. <laughs> that that yeah and. Uh, I'll spare myself from the obvious joke there. Yeah. It was, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like this would have been some, I could imagine this at, a, at a, an ECW show back in the nineties. Uh, I, but now where the women's movement has become a thing where there, there's a real chance that it's going to main event WrestleMania and be the biggest match of the year. This just looks so out of place. Um, uh, I get that it's an indie show, uh, but it's just okay. It's not for me. I'm much more mainstream with my wrestling tastes. Uh, it, I, I don't find it to be this horrible, offensive thing that shows that wrestling is dying. It's just, it comes off like she had no idea how to get a reaction doing anything else, so she'll go with shock value. Disappointing indeed, but also... I mean, I'm not, I'm not banning her from the wrestling business about it. No, no. So I'm not Jim. We're not Jim Cornette. No. <laughs> who wasn't, I wasn't going to go ahead and say it, but yeah, that's a. Who I I minorly worship, but still. Going forward to our show, we are ready to rumble with the Royal Rumble and the WWE main roster 
action going forward, uh, what we think of what's going on there. Uh, myself and two of my best buds from Great Britain are going to be covering uh, NXT and NXT TakeOvers. It's going to be a special edition where Wrestling Wars podcast episodes going forward uh, known as TalkOver. Um, so we are going to be covering that. So myself and KB are going to be a little bit scant on the NXT talk um, unless it involves an NXT superstar coming up to the main roster, which you know is, is in and of itself wrestling news. So... KB, Raw, SmackDown, the Royal Rumble build. Um, Raw, for for me, for most of football season, was uh, a non-issue. I really didn't even watch it. I just I was just so done with with. I mean, they're, then they started with in on a on a GM storyline with Baron Corbin and, and all. The, I was just like, I can't do it. Not when there's not when the option of football is on the table. I just can't do it. Uh, SmackDown, I would still check out every now and again. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty consistent quality, and definitely as of late, it's been very high quality. I've loved SmackDown yes. lately, um, but surprisingly, I feel like Raw has improved a lot. I actually enjoyed Raw quite a bit on Monday. What about you? I did too. Uh, it's kind of nice when things actually happen, which was the case on Monday. Uh, the, one of the big problems for me with Raw. Is it just feels like they're they're constantly on a treadmill uh, for so long. Whereas this week, things actually mattered. Uh, back back in December, when it was announced that Corbin and Strowman would be having their TLC match uh, for the right to, for if where if Strowman won, he would get Lesnar. I was sitting here thinking, so we're gonna have that match, and then six week that sets up a match six weeks later, where Strowman is not going to win. I, I don't think that's any real secret at this point. Strowman was never going to win the Universal title, no matter how healthy or how planned in advance this whole thing was or whatever. Balor, I don't think he's going to win either, but it's at least something fresh. We haven't seen uh, uh, Braun Strowman destroyed, or we haven't seen Finn Balor destroyed uh, by Brock Lesnar in three minutes, I think it was, at Crown Jewel. So what's, it's, I, what's interesting about that and this is one of those things where WWE, um, I think, expects us to just turn our logic brains off and go forward. But they've kind of painted themselves into a corner mm-hmm. because if Balor comes out as the demon mm-hmm. and gets beat, then the demon has a loss hung on him. Yeah. If Balor comes out as Balor, why the fuck would you come out to fight Brock Lesnar and not be the demon? Right. Right? So I think as a challenge – um, what I hope happens, not what I think will happen, but what I hope happens is that he comes out as a demon, he's very competitive, and then somehow there's a there's a fuck finish that that yeah. the demon might lose, but it's not it doesn't really take any shine off of him. Maybe there's a count out, a disqualification, a Shamaz finish, something like that to where that's how they can get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, he's already got one loss on it as the demon, although it was down in NXT. Yeah, it was NXT, so it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really count. Uh, that's very true because I mean, why would, it's the biggest match of his career. Why wouldn't he be the demon? I mean, also demon versus beast is about as big of a layup as you can get for a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Um, also it's, it's almost a, a mankind into cactus Jack situation where mankind was not able to fight, uh, triple H in a street fight at the 2000 Royal rumble, but he knew someone who could. Yeah. Yeah. Just go that, that there's the route you can go right there. Uh, Balor, Lesnar has a good track record against smaller guys who he can throw around really easily. I mean, yeah. See also AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan Balor, Allegedly, uh, Lesnar wanted to fight Balor last year at the Rumble. But, yeah, uh, well, that was that whole thing where apparently yeah. the rumor was he wasn't "quote unquote" over enough, and that's why it's, it was yeah. it was a whole fucking thing. But yeah, yeah, I think I think the mix is real well good as well. Yeah, yeah. and I really enjoyed the build of the night. Speaking to what you talked to about how about how things happened, things developed over the course of the show. It made you want to see, okay, whoa, well, what are they going to do about that? What are they going to do about that? How's that going to end up turning out? So that's what I found interesting about Raw. What are your thoughts about Seth Rollins and uh, Bobby Lashley and Dean Ambrose? Uh, <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. Um, 
Rollins and the problem with Rollins and Ambrose is they're those two guys who, uh, as Dusty Rhodes said back in the '80s, it will never be over. Yeah, uh, it's like it, those two are going to be fighting until AEW actually gets a TV deal. So <laughs> that's dastardly. Ron, you're talking shit, and Angie's not even here to defend herself anymore. What do you, what do you think? Going to argue with her on in yeah. person? Are you crazy? Uh, yeah, listen. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the um, those two are gonna. You don't. They don't need the Intercontinental Title. Um, also, now with Lesnar back for the time being, the Intercontinental Title can actually serve as the mid card title as opposed to the main event title that it's been when Lesnar is gone, which is most of the time. So Rollins and Ambrose was the top feud on Raw. So now the the they don't need the Intercontinental Title right now. Lashley is someone who can defend it for a while and then drop it to somebody else, possibly Balor at WrestleMania. Just pos- as a there's yeah, yeah, several yeah. options there. Um, but Lashley, I, Lashley's not some kind of long-term champion. He's a monster that can be slayed, and if someone can kick Leo Rush's head in at the same time, that would be even a bonus. All the better. Um, the rumor going is that this was ha- this happened to put the belt on Lashley one, but also because. Uh, Rollins is going to be who wins the Royal Rumble and goes on to face Lesnar at, at right. WrestleMania. What do you what do you think of that? Uh, that's about as telegraphed of, a, of an ending as you can get. As who else is it going to be? Well, especially if, man, if he pops out there at, uh, at number one, yeah, I Which feel like I'm they're going to give Seth Rollins the make it all the way. Yeah, Iron Man really earned this whole deal. So I'm a, I'm a little tired of that trope, but I could uh, th- that would be that would fit him to perfection yeah perfectly and you know uh, he's been he's had his own wing of the uh most yeah. underutilized wrestlers on the roster hall of fame for all this time so yeah, yeah. i'm uh, with it I, i'm with it yeah rollins would be rollins is right now i mean unless you uh, on raw at least there's no one else who really seems like a major threat unless they pull a big uh, red flag and go with mcintyre which i don't think they will rollins has been it's been built up for his match with lesnar he's been talking about him uh, it's been a while since Rollins has had the world title. He had it for about five minutes uh, at Money in the Bank that one night where all three members of the Shield were champion. Yeah. Uh, I don't see a reason. I don't see any logical reason to not go with Rollins. He's as good as anyone else. It's not going to be the most thrilling because it's one of those years where you can see the winner coming a mile away. But it makes the most sense. And with the, with the way WWE tends to go anymore going with what makes sense is a good idea. Yeah, because that's what I was just about to say is is we've had that for a couple of years where where the answer was pretty obvious and they've for whatever reason needed to go in different directions. When yeah. especially for WrestleMania, going the obvious route is fine. Do what needs to be done, send everybody home happy. Yeah. Don't dig your heels in and do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> do what is expected of you and and put on a good show and and ride it out. So Rollins going wire to wire and then you know, getting his ass destroyed by Lesnar for 20 minutes and then coming out on top is a perfectly fine way to end WrestleMania, I think. It is, but do you honestly believe that they're ready to take the title off Lesnar yet? I mean, he hasn't even had it a year yet. That's a short reign for him. Right, exactly. Um, <clears throat> SmackDown, uh, I've always, it's been consistent. I've loved it. Mm-hmm. And now I love it even more. It's actually what I could could really call it a good show lately. I mean, yeah. we got Ray on there. They finally found a role for Almas, even if it's just wrestling Ray, which is completely fine. They could just do that for two straight hours, and I would find a way to melt it down and inject it directly into my veins. Um, <coughs> new, the new Daniel Bryan is tremendous. His feud with AJ Styles has been really awesome. Good promos back and forth. Um, obviously, the matches match up with the promos. Um, I love this run by Bryan so far. I was a big, big uh Against it when he turned heel, a big crit, uh, criticizer, <coughs> critic of it, but it's gone excellent so far and has really helped him uh, open the creative envelope on his promos. Uh, what have you thought of SmackDown this week and lately? It's been very good. Uh, I am completely with you on Brian versus AJ. I got to see that at a house show uh, a week ago, and Brian, they had a great 20 minute match with Brian doing some stuff he hasn't done on TV yet. Um, so if he does some of that stuff in a big, on a big show, it's going to be great. Um, uh, yeah, SmackDown, SmackDown is consistent would be the, would be the good word for it. They don't throw too many curveballs. 
the two-hour thing, of course, helps a lot because when you're 30 minutes into the show, you're a quarter of the way done with it. Uh, the only major drawback is the Miz and Shane McMahon, which I'm almost scared to know where that's going. I, I think the WWE creative team is scared to know where it's going, too, and that's why they don't fucking know where it's going because I don't think – I don't – yeah, no. Uh, I mean, <coughs> I, I, I'm almost scared to think – they seem to think a lot more value of Shane uh, than – than people like us do. I know he sold a lot of tickets at WrestleMania that year. I'm sure the fact that it was the undertaker in the cell and that Shane hadn't been around in about in like several years had nothing to do with it because he hasn't really left since. And I haven't really enjoyed him since something we should, we should, we should discuss on both main shows. And this was, I feel like this is a very connect the dots type rumor that I've read. Um, I don't really buy it, but also, the only reason I would give it any kind of credence is because the stuff has been really out of place. But there's been some uh, some stepping up in some of the sexual overtones of some of the stuff that's been going on Raw and SmackDown. Especially, like, that Alexa Bliss segment from Monday where the guy barged in and she was topless. Like, what? What the fuck well, was that? Like, what the, what the fuck is going on here is what I said. I'm like, why... <laughs> what did that add to this? What did that add? What was that? Like, what was that? Well, I can tell you what it added. Uh, in, in addition, when you add, please that, don't, don't, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if you need if you do need to tell me what it added. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing: <clears throat> when you um, when you add up the number of YouTube views that that and the Mandy Rose Naomi Hotel brawl got, okay. it's nearly 10 million views in less than a week. Is it? Yes. Well, fuck me. Uh, That's why I'm not running a wrestling company, I guess, huh? By comparison, uh, the Cena, the the video of the main event from Raw, which had John Cena in in action, is at 1.6 million right now. Alexa Bliss is currently sitting at 6.2. Well, so yeah, that's why they did it. Fuck off. Gotcha. Um, goodness. Yeah. I, I mean, on the one hand, again, I'll use this phrase again. I don't really need that as a part of my wrestling, but uh, I also am a type of guy who is, I'm a numbers guy and numbers never lie. And if that's the numbers, then good on you, WWE. Sure. Fine. What are you uh, looking forward to most with the rumble? And I know you wanted to discuss about this thing, this Twitter deal with the, with the women's Royal rumble, which it just about finished me off. This is going to be the last thing before it's something just, this company does something to just put me in the fucking grave. But right now, as we're recording this, uh, they are announcing the Rumble participants on t- the female Royal Rumble participants on Twitter, which they're doing it every 30 minutes and they started at noon. So it's going to be going until about three o'clock in the morning. Um, there's no surprises yet, but I- I'm not big on announcing every member of the match. Well, no uh, shit. <laughs> in advance. Um, you got to leave a few surprises in there. Now that's the fucking point of the show. Why don't we take WrestleMania and put it in the fucking bowling alley? Or why don't we take a SummerSlam and and put it in December? Why don't we like, what the fuck are you thinking about? That's the, yeah, (coughs) that's 90% of where the match is fun is surprises and waiting to see who was in it and waiting to see who's coming out next. Like, yeah. And I, as long as it's not, um, as long as it's not the Bella Twins show again, like it was last year, because I guess they needed the Royal Rumble dedicated to them. For uh, that's what it's going to be. That would be a great troll thing. Like all thirty participants, it's just going to be the Bella Twins over and over. Oh, don't worry. Just imagine it. Just wait until uh, until February when they probably get a spot in the elimination chamber for the women's tag titles. <coughs> I mean, it can be argued that uh, historically, significance wise. It's not a horrible idea to have them in there. Oh, it's I mean, not how a many, horrible idea to how have How many viable them. women's tag teams do we really fucking have right now? It's not a horrible idea to have them. It's a horrible idea to act like they are Trish and Rita <laughs> times ten. You know what Which, I think is probably going to happen with that, by the way? Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be one of those deals where people are going to kind of go like, what? But then when you think about it, they really kind of deserve it. Yeah, I think the Riot Squad is going to win the, the tag team title, the women's tag team titles. Possibly, uh, I think. Riot, I think I mean, Ruby Riot and switch in member A or B are going yeah. to be the first women tag team ta- because it's, it's clear to me that they have a lot of faith in her. 
Yes. She's from pretty much day one. She's had major mic time, major feuds. Yeah. Um, they relied on her to be the straw that stirs the drink in quite a few interactions and and uh, work in the women's division. I think they're going to have all these other like the like the Sasha Bailey storyline was going to be them not getting along. Um, you know, whatever other women's teams are in it, it's going to be more about the individuals. I think the Riot Squad, after all their hard work and all their character development and being pretty interesting for what they are, um, even though for a while there, their their segments on Raw were the most fucking cringe segments that I've seen in a very long time. Um, I think their hard work is going to pay off. I think they're going to end up putting putting the belts on the Riot Squad. I could go with that. Uh, the problem is, if you think about it, on SmackDown, there really isn't a viable option to go with for uh, there, there's no realistic team over there that's going to get the, that's going to get the first titles. I mean, oh, you have the Iconics. Yeah, but they don't ever actually win anything. Yeah, they've been jobbed pretty. Uh, I think they're more of a jokey, yeah, job type, team, which yeah. is fine. But you know, w- yeah. whatever gets I mean, them all other, other than that, other than that, you have Mandy and Sonya and Naomi <laughs> and whoever her best friend of the week is. Yeah. Um, and then on Raw, you'll have Nia and Tamina because we can't escape them. Uh, <laughs> Bailey and Sasha. The thing is, I'm wondering if you put the Bellas in, do you? I guess you make them SmackDown stars for a month or so, and put them in over there because the three teams on Raw actually would make sense to go into this, and they've been built up for a little bit. Uh, I mean, if you have to get the Bellas in there, which again, I'm, and also it's in Arizona where they were born oh, and God. where they were, at least lived for a while, so. I mean, it, or no, wait, it's not. The, I'm sorry, that's the Rumble. It's in the Elimination Chambers in Texas. Um, I'm fine with the, uh, I'm fine with the Bellas being in. I don't know for sure they will be, but uh, I, the riot, I, it'll be the Riot Squad or Bailey and Sasha, which at least gives them something to fight over as that feud continues until all of eternity. It does, but it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And they are still finding new friends of the week to fight the trio with. Well, KB. We've uh, we fought we've we fought as a trio today. Um, see, in the Wrestling World's podcast, we look out for you, the fan. So we don't do the plugs until the end of the show. So, KB, tell us what you got going on. Well, uh, hopefully this week I will have the latest book release, which is the first half of WCW Thunder review, WCW Nitro and Thunder reviews from the year two thousand. Mm. So my blood pressure has been up having to re having to go over all this stuff again. Um, my main site is yeah, the, the book's uh, sponsored by Lipitor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my main spot, is, my main site is kbwrestlingreviews.com. I've reviewed over five thousand shows, uh, everything dating back from the most recent anything show uh, to stuff from the Kennedy administration. And also, I am a news writer on WrestlingRumors.net. We do not clickbait stuff, I promise, uh, because it's really annoying when people do that, and we don't. All right, and uh, we what we hope to have um, probably going to be doing some sponsor action on here pretty soon. Again, the ads will be at the end of the show most of the time, maybe in the middle, but it'll be it'll be just promo code stuff. Like if you go to this website, put in the promo code Wrestling World Podcast, da da da, and they'll you know, give me five cents out of your purchase or whatever it is. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for us. We would like to release recordings in the future at 6.05 Eastern time on Saturdays. That is the objective um, between life and technological struggles. It may be, you know, who knows, but we would like to release on Saturdays. That's when, when I plan on making it happen. It's a little bit late this week just because I had to get all the new all the new uh, mastering and the new computer and everything, all the new stuff set up and uh, find some time for this. But in the future, it should be Saturday evenings, 6.05 Eastern. We w- thank you all for listening. All the, And uh, hit us up. What's your social media, KB? Uh, it is KB Reviews. Uh, on Twitter, I don't do uh, I don't have anything on Facebook, so it's not even worth mentioning. But it's KB Reviews. I had to open my Twitter to look and see what it actually what. Okay, and I am at MNCVKG. MNCVKG. We are always open to having a mailbag type segment on here. So if you have questions for the show, stuff you want us to get takes on, we will answer your questions on there and get takes on it. Uh, and if you just anything, suggestions, feedback on the show, please let me know. I'm always there. I'm always down to talk. Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. And we will be back soon. 
Just remember, the card is always subject to change. Won't you lend your lungs to me? Mine are collapsing. Plant my feet and bitterly breathe up the time that's passed. Breath I'll take and breath I'll give. Pray the day's not poised. Stand among the ones that live in lonely indecision. Fingers walk the darkness down. Mine is on the midnight. Gather up the gold you found, you fool, it's only moonlight. And if you stop to take it home, your hands will turn to butter. Better leave this dream alone, try to find another. Salvation sat and crossed yourself and called the devil partner. Wisdom burned upon a shelf who'll kill the raging cancer. Seal the river at its mouth, take the water prisoner. Fill the sky with screams and cries, bathe in fiery answers. was an only son and love is only concept strangers crying foreign tongues and dirty up the doorstep and i for one and you for two ain't got the time for outside keep your injured looks to you we'll tell the world that we try 